Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm real excited about today's episode. I've got my very first hire and partner here over at Vodacy, my right-hand guy, our CMO, running everything we do over here at Vodacy on the marketing side, Mr. Scott Marshall. Thanks for joining me, my man. Thanks for having me. I'm honored yeah. to be on, especially this late in the game. Thank I you. know, this late in the game. Have we had? You've been on before. You've been on the podcast before, haven't you? That's what I mean. I got my chance, so here I am again. All right. All right. Yeah, we got, uh, we're got. we back in action. We're going to talk all things marketing, you guys. Today, we're going to dive into and really roll up our sleeves and talk about, at a high level, direct bookings. When is the right time to add on direct bookings into your marketing like plan and arsenal? And when, what you should be thinking, when's too soon, when you shouldn't, or some of the things you should consider before you actually do roll on paid ads. Those guys that, that um, over here at Odyssey, we run and spend a lot of money on paid ads um, in the tune of probably several million dollars every year. So this is not theory that we're talking about. This is um, absolute practice. We understand the paid marketing game of what makes us money, what doesn't make us money. Um, and there's a lot of different things to consider, Scott. And so I appreciate you joining us. We're going to dive in and uh, um, we'll, we'll give everybody kind of a high level overview first about what really we're talking about when we're talking about direct bookings and paid marketing. And so most of you with short term rentals are going to jump into the game and you're going to put your property on the OTAs. The OTAs are like the Airbnbs, the Verbos, the bookings.com, Expedia, those places where, where there's a marketplace for people that are looking for bookings and properties to stay in and we put our properties on there and we we borrow their customers direct bookings are when we go try to generate our own customers off of those otas with our own booking websites with our own booking and marketing you know um, efforts and typically what we do is on facebook instagram ads and we drive, drive traffic to our our websites and we get somebody to raise their hand and book our property and so there are sounds simple, you know, it sounds simpler and, and maybe uh, talk, we talk a lot about it. A lot of people want to jump there and think it's going to solve all their problems. But Scott, you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of nuances and intricacies to paid marketing. And there's, you're more likely to not make it work and lose money than you are to make it work, especially in the beginning, if you really don't understand this game, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. It should feel like the cherry on top. The most exciting marketing experience is when you've done everything perfectly up to that point. You're excited, you're nervous, you turn on an ad and then it just goes and you get a five to one or a 10 to one row as, which we'll talk about. That's amazing. I want that for everyone. But usually because people hear those stories and they're so excited about that, they're like, can I jump to that now? And the answer is usually no. So yeah. What are, what are some of the reasons that keep people from succeeding with that great launch? Well, the biggest thing to understand, so paid marketing these days is a little bit different than an OTA site. On an OTA site, I have high intent. I'm there searching. I've got my vacation dates planned. I'm picking this bed versus that bed, this picture versus that one. On Facebook, I'm scrolling through. I'm looking at cat videos. I'm arguing about politics. I'm liking my friend's post. And then boom, there is something. You have one little moment of my attention. And if you think of it that way, it's better. It's, it's a lot easier to understand. If I have an okay photo and I'm like, hey, here's a cool property. Do you want to stay here? I'm going to scroll right past that, right? In that tiny little moment of attention, it has to be so good that when I see that as an ad, one, I stop and I'm like, that looks amazing. And then I'm so interested, I want to click. And then even if I'm not ready to book right now, I want to say yes, because I like where this property is going. You got my attention and you kept it. And so that little magic moment is the best way to understand. 
you've got to have everything lined up, not just your pictures, not just the way you describe your property, not just a funnel experience that is going to make sure it takes them in the right place rather than spending four hours on a website. It takes them right where you want them. You've got to have all, all that lined up or else, you know, that magic moment is just going to get ignored. And that's it's, where most marketing gets ignored. Yeah. And, and this is, and, and we're diving right in the deep end, which I think is great because this is exactly what you really do want to understand is one platform, the OTAs, it's a lot easier to book a property on there with a mediocre listing, a mediocre offer than it is to go to paid ads and Instagram and Facebook and everything else for the exact reason you just explained is on the OTAs, they're there to book a property. On Facebook, Instagram, they're not there to book a property. They're doing a million other things besides thinking about booking a property. And you've got to have a good enough offer to be able to stop them in their tracks and raise, you know, get them to stop the scroll, click on your property. That's a heck of a lot harder to do than stopping the scroll on Airbnb or Verbo, right? Yeah, 100%. And if you do that moment well, all they're scrolling through. A ton of people are doing it. All you have to do is get them to say, ooh, yeah, that I want that. Maybe not right now, but I want it. I'm going to click through. I'm going to put my name in. And then you've got them and then we'll get into that. But that's the real magic of the marketing is in the long term. Really only about 3% of your folks are ready to book right now. And if you're interrupting them on Facebook, that's a pretty magic moment. But the 97%, that's where we're really going to succeed over time. And it's really not that hard to capture their attention as long as you can do it ahead of time instead of waiting for when they want to book. Yeah. That's the direct booking everybody wants, right? Is who's trying to book right now? Can I get a direct booking? Yeah. That just misunderstands the game. You got to zoom out a little bit. Yeah. And as you zoom out, you say, okay, what does what gets them to stop, right? We have to have a good offer. The offer is our property. And we think it's the property. The offer really isn't the property, is the offer is the experience, right? And so what are you able and then whether you have a great property and a great experience, you've got to be able to articulate it through photos. And so there's all these layers. And we always talk about having to dial in all of those things and then go put it on the OTAs and test it all, right? Because I, we always tell people, test your offer, test your photos, test your marketing assets. See if you're able to stop the scroll in a platform that's that somebody is very intentional to be on, right? You're, you should have, if you fell flat on Airbnb and you're falling flat and not getting bookings on Verbo, paid marketing is not going to save you. Paid marketing is not going to fill the calendar. In fact, it's going to cost you a lot of money because you don't have an offer that somebody is willing to say yes to, right? And so it starts with the offer and it starts with your marketing assets before you even consider even putting it on the OTAs, but then for sure before you consider paid marketing, right? 100%. That's why the, the launch phase of what you teach in the masterclass is so crucial. If I'm on the OTA sites, I'm going to be getting a response, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. I need to learn a lot from that response. And ideally, after 15 bookings and hopefully 15 five-star reviews, I should know very clearly who is my target customer? Did I nail it in my marketing on the OTA side? And who am I talking to? Is it the mom? Uh, how old is the mom? Is she most concerned about what the kids are going to do? Or is she most concerned about the pool, right? I should know all these things because when I go to Facebook and I want to stick my finger in that huge river, and get my little piece, I better know exactly what, to your point, I want to communicate without really having to communicate. And that might be a picture of the family memory in the cabana right by the pool. I need to know that. Right, right. And we can test that for free on the OTAs, right? And, and that's what's so critical is test. If you fall flat, make an adjustment. And we talk about understand who your target audience is, understand what you're actually selling. It's not a real estate. It's not the property itself. You're not selling the property. People aren't going on vacation to buy properties. They're going for an experience. Property is a little bit of a piece of that, but it's actually 
a lot further down on the ladder than most people actually realize. And so understand who am I speaking to? What kind of an experience am I going to be able to put together for them? And then how am I going to articulate that experience in my listing? And it's really, really uh, critical for people to realize that you're going to have to articulate that through photos, right? It's not, that is what stops the scroll. In today's world, it's photos. Be able to tell the story in photos. So you better have a very good visual storyteller help you put together your listing and it should not just be a real estate listing because real estate listings don't sell very well and work very well for paid ads. They don't work very well to get your unfair share of business on the OTAs, let alone go into this, like you said, this huge river of traffic and be able to get anybody's attention at all. I mean, you say that so often, I feel like people should write it on their mirror because it's it's not easily understood. It's counterintuitive. And most things in successful marketing really are. It's it's not easy to understand what you mean when you say you're not booking a property. They're not shopping for a property. They're shopping for an experience. But if you get that, you're going to be a great marketer. Yeah. How can we do a better job articulating that? Because I feel like I do, I do say that all the time and I get, you know, I feel like I want to scream it from the rooftops because frankly, I think you're exactly right, Scott. Very few people do it. It, it is it is lonely at the top. It is not crowded at the top of the markets in the in the short-term rental game that we operate. And we get really excited about that because everybody continues to do the same thing. And But we talk about it openly all the time of what it takes to succeed and, and be able to, of what you really are selling. But for some reason, we don't get that across very well. It's a really good question. I think one of the best ways to understand it for any person is to understand it as yourself, right? The best marketing is the marketing that you clicked on. So what did that do for you? And if you think about the last time you booked a property on Airbnb, whoever it was, if you're the decision maker, if you're looking at a listing, what's important to recognize is you didn't book a bedroom. You didn't book a swimming pool. You booked an experience that you think you're going to have. And so if you can yeah. connect to whatever the experience was for you, and then of course, if you can tell when I went there, was it actually the experience or not? That's huge, right? So I just spent, as many of you guys know, I live in a van and Airbnb. I'm a nomad. I just spent about six weeks in Whitefish, Montana. And the experience that we had in that property was a very specific experience that I was hoping I could get. Literally, it's like a very simple convenience. I wanted to be very close to the gym and very close to some trails, right? And I wanted a certain type of yard. And I thought that's what I was getting when I looked at the house, but I had to figure that out myself because they weren't featuring that experience. And then when I left, I told the owner, I said, we'd probably come back next year because XYZ is what I was looking for. You got to understand what it was for you. And once you, that starts to click in the way that you buy, you can look at your own property. You can look at your reviews and be like, oh, I get it. They're booking yeah. this because they think X, Y, Z is what they're really going to happen. Whether or not that happens, right? Yeah. And it's got to, it usually good marketing evokes some sort of emotion and the, the emotion is tied to that experience, right? And we shouldn't, we should do as much as we can as marketers to not leave anything to our guests' imagination. I always say, tell the story to where they can just they can just place themselves in the story. Like you said, you were looking at the listing. You had to go through the listing and then say, okay, this is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. I can, I'm putting it together, right? Most of us, that's what we have to do because that's how most of these listings are sold to us. So we have to do that. The ones that just absolutely crush it are the ones that actually remove that piece of the puzzle from the guest experience or for the, from the prospective guest that's looking at that property. And you just, you don't leave anything to their imagination. You're everything is already right in front of them and they know exactly what they're going to be doing. They know exactly what emotions they're going to feel when they're going through that, you know, sitting on the deck, 
taking a, you know, going out and, and if it's an adventure property and being able to enjoy the outside and the, the, the area, like we sell the area as much as we sell the property, because that's part of the experience many times. Right. And so being able to, being able to articulate that experience in your marketing is going to do 90 to 95% of the heavy lifting for you. It makes everything else easier, which is why we talk about it so much, right? We're, this, this episode, we're going to dive into some of the details of paid ads and paid marketing. We'll talk about the, you know, the tactics of that. But if you don't dial this piece in and that does the majority of your heavy lifting, everything else on the back end is a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. You just won't get to play the game and keep playing it. And you want to be able to do it really, really well from the start. So if, if folks listening are like, why they keep harping on this, it's because if you just get this, the rest is gravy. And if you don't, you're going to nerd out on websites and traffic and conversion and get lost. Yeah. And it's, and, and because there's a lot of people that will tell you the, you know, all the tactics of how to succeed with paid ads and everything else. That's not what succeeds. I mean, there's a lot of different tactics that you can follow, but that's not the, that's not the, what helps you either make money or lose money. It's dialing in this front end. You have to have an offer and you have to have something that will convert, which is, which is the, your marketing assets, the evoke enough emotion to get somebody to stop and get interested in your property. So let's take, so let's assume we have all that dialed in, right? We're booking on Airbnb, where we've got a good offer. We're articulating it really well. And now I want to go run down the road to really maximize and add fuel to my fire with direct bookings. Like when we run ads on paid ads with our, in our membership group on our properties, we're averaging just over an eight to one return on ad spend. That means for every dollar we put in, we get $8 back. That's a pretty dang good return on ad spend. Like that any marketer would, I mean, if you can get a two to one, if you can get a one and a half to one, anything positive is great, right? If I can put a dollar in and get more money out than I put in, that's awesome. We're getting an eight to one return on ad spend. And so that can, that can be a game changer for those of us that own properties and have portfolios and we're able to maximize them, right? And so when we do that, there are certain tactics that we follow and you alluded to it earlier. And I want you to speak a little bit more to this of, we're trying, a lot of people go after that 3% of the buyers out there, the 3% that are ready to buy right now. And they ignore the 97%, but really the money is made in the 97%. Those people that are three to six months out from booking a property or buying something, right? And, and what we typically do is we run ads and we run marketing. We say, book now, book now, book now. And if they don't, that's only that only is even resonates with the 3% that are actually thinking about booking now. And it really is of no interest to that 97% that are in three to six months from now going to maybe make a decision on booking, right? And so let's talk about what we do and why that's important to know in the front end of what we're going to strategically, where we're going to actually send people. Yeah. So there's a lot to break down there. It all comes down to the experience. And as they're scrolling by, it's it should be not, do I want to buy this now? Because almost nobody does, right? It's, do I want to buy this ever? And if they answer yes, the, the good marketing will repel people. Like, I don't have kids, right? I don't want a kid property. So I'll see that and scroll right past it. But you might see it and jump on, right? Yeah. So if you get that right, then you're exactly right. The goal is to stick our finger in there and say, hey, let's start a relationship. And then all good marketing is, is adding value before the sale. So in our case, it's hospitality that is so damn good. We don't even wait for you to book to start the hospitality experience, right? Yeah. If you're interested in this experience that I'm offering, I'm going to give you something valuable on Facebook where you want to say, yeah, absolutely. I want to be on this guy's list. So small example, right? One of your properties here in St. George. Most people in St. George are there for Zion National Park, the desert experience, something like that. So if you know that, if you know they're coming, 
they're going to come at some point. They may or may not book right now. What's one of the best things I could do for them? Well, if they're coming from out of town, they probably don't know all the local secrets. What are the best hikes in Zion? It gets really busy. How do I get in, you know, without waiting in a traffic line for two hours? That little stuff is not little stuff in the long run. If I jump on your list and the second email I get is how to get into Zion National Park without waiting in line for two hours or like how to get in for free two hours before they open. That's really valuable to me. That's yeah. the kind of information that's going to help me in the long run decide, yeah, I want to book with you next October. Right. Absolutely. And and so it's it's providing value, right? Not not value about our property, value about what we know they're coming to do, value about the area, the experience. Like you said, I mean, who wouldn't be interested in it? It's the same as if you had something at Disney World. Hey, how to get in, you know, two hours before they open and beat everybody else to the rides. If you can do that, that's everybody going to that area, whether they book your property or not, they want to get that information from you, right? But you said something that I think is really, really critical and we and and we need to highlight it is good marketing starts a relationship. Good marketing, our job with marketing is not necessarily to always get the sale. We want to start a relationship. We want to start communicating with people. And this is where a lot of people, especially direct booking sites, like, you know, there's tons of different templates for direct booking sites out there. Very few of them do anything to start a conversation. Most of them show you the property, give you a calendar and say, book it now, right? That's, that's what a direct booking site typically does. The critical piece that a lot of people are missing is they don't know how to start a conversation. And so let's talk a little bit about that because that is how you start to communicate and build a relationship with that 97% of people that are going to turn into customers down the line. Yep. And frankly, there are a lot of ways you could start that conversation. We found over time, after a lot of testing of different things, the best bait that we found is actually a bit of a discount. It's like, hey, book direct with us, save 15% off. But that's not what we lead with. We don't say, hey, book here and save 15% off. Mm -hmm. We say, do you want a discount code? Everybody wants a discount code. And what's interesting is you could give me an 80% discount to a woman's store. I'm not interested. Yeah. So you, you got to get the right person with the right bait. Our bait is 15% off. As an owner, I don't care, right? Because I'm paying Airbnb about 13 to 15% to book through the OTA. So I'm going to make the same on the back end. So I'm happy to offer you, the prospects, 15% off. And you're happy to take it if you said yes to that experience. If scrolling through, you said, yeah, I would love to stay there at some point. Then it's really valuable to say, yeah, I'm going to jump on the list. I want the coupon. I might not use it right now. That's how you start the conversation. Yeah, and and the other, there's another critical piece is figure out what questions they they want to know. They want to know the answer to something, right? Most of our customers and prospective guests, they want to know the answer to two things. How much is the property? And is it going to be available when I'm considering looking, right? Somebody's booking on a property. Most of the time, they have a date in mind in the future that they're considering going to this area. Those are the two biggest questions the prospective guests want to know. And on the discount code, we always say, you know, here, here sign up for a discount code, good for a year, right? Good for a specific amount of time, that uh, enough time that we know that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I can grab that now and I don't have to use it right now right? Not click here to book and get a discount. It's get, grab a discount code. It's good for a year. The other thing is we found, which is really hard for people to wrap their head around a lot of times is we don't have a calendar on our direct booking site, right? We tell people the price because price is an indicator. Like I don't want somebody inquiring on my property if it's a $1,500 a night property and they're looking for something for $150 a night, right? So prices, price, we use price to like make sure that we're at least, you know, getting the, the target audience that are that are interested in that price. So we show the price, but what we do is we, we have a button that says, click here to check availability. 
When they click there, it takes them to a form to actually fill out with a calendar and says, let us know the date you're interested in booking. We'll get back with you. Now, a lot of people will say, well, I would never do that. If I if I saw that, I would just leave. That's okay. We have a lot of people leave. But we also have a lot of people who fill in and say, hey, I'm already two clicks in. I'm going to go ahead and fill that out and send it to Sean and ask him if those dates are available. And then what I do, I captured their information. And then we send them, hey, appreciate you looking at this, Scott those dates are available or they're not, maybe are there any other dates you're available? We answer the question, but then immediately we say, and by the way, if you're thinking about going to St. George, here we've got this, I've got this guide on how to skip the lines, Zion National Park, the, the lines are getting so long, it's taking two, three hours to get in. We know how to get you in with it and skipping those lines. So um, I'm going to send that to you. And then by the way, here's some of my favorite restaurants. If you need any information on car rentals or whatever else, like we send them all these different things, not all at once, but over time, right? And we do newsletters of really, really great things that are going on in the area. We highlight local businesses because one in, in marketing, we've got to get their attention. Two, we've got to get them to start a conversation with us. And then three, we give them immediate value so they don't ignore the other things I'm going to send them. The immediate things we send them are not, hey, do you want to come book our property? If they asked about that, we answer the question, but immediately I for, I don't even ask them if they want to come to my property. Immediately to keep their attention so that they think, okay, when Sean sends me something, it's actually valuable. I'm going to send them things that are like skipping the lines, getting discounts at local areas, things that I know it doesn't matter whether they stay at my property or anybody else's, they're going to, it'll be valuable to them when they come to the area. And then that gets their attention, gets their attention, starts a conversation, and then lets them know that I'm going to send them important stuff. So pay attention to when I send you stuff, right? And then we continue to stay top of mind. And we usually stay top of mind with monthly newsletters. We don't hit them all the time. We might hit them with like an indoctrination campaign for five days or seven days. And then once a month, we're going to send them our newsletter of really fun things to do in the area. And at the end of every newsletter, it's saying, and by the way, if you're coming in, check out our property and we have a link to our booking site on the property, right? And so we, it's just a soft sell at the end, but because we're communicating with them and nobody else is, when the time comes for them to make those decisions, we have a really high likely chance or high likelihood of them actually booking our property, right? We're going to be in their on their short list almost automatically. And so if they have a short list of five properties and they're ready to book, and this one guy keeps talking to me and sending me a lot of great stuff, I feel like I've got a relationship with them. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Right. And so that's why it works so well, but it's not, Hey, book my property right out of the gate on the ad. hundred percent. And if people go listen to that part, you just described again, you'll get it right. Like most people that book on Airbnb repeat. And so if you're not getting repeat bookings, it's because they can't find you or it's because there's something missing in that experience. If you're going to work that hard to give such a great experience, just make it easier from the start, start the experience before they book. And then like, that's probably the thing that blows folks away the most is when you start doing this, even just running ads for a year, you build such a book of business, maybe it's 500 to a thousand leads, maybe only 20 of them book, but those people come back and they text you on the same maximizer software that we have. And it's pretty incredible what you can do over time. Yeah. And, and over time, you could realistically put, you know, take two years, three years and have a waitlist only property and you don't even have to worry about the OTAs, right? Yeah. Is it likely that you're going to do it in year one? No, it's not. Because one, year one, you really do want to focus on maximizing on the OTAs. You're you're going to do those launches. Like this year, my first year, we we're doing a case study on a property in Cherry Log. 
This year, we're going to have about $20,000 of direct bookings, right around $20,000 of direct bookings on about $125,000 of total bookings across the year on the OTAs or on, on uh, uh, total revenue. So, you know, like 15% of our bookings were direct bookings, but we're building this list and we're, we, we're going to like next year, we'll start to get repeat customers. People love to repeat. Just like you said, if you can stay top of mind and make it easy for them to find you like next year, that, that $20,000 is going to skyrocket because most people travel on an annual basis, right? They'll kind of visit the same places over. And some people, some people visit the same place more than once a year, but over, you know, most of the time we're, we're kind of year, year, you know, we go to the same area once a year. And, and so that's what we've seen with our properties is, you know, we're getting 15 to 20% of our total business, our total revenue from direct bookings in year one, but then year two, all of a sudden that really starts to take off. And then we build this book of business that, Ultimately, we can become waitlist only properties operating at high occupancies and, and doing really, really well. So when when we talk about that in it, but it is a slow turn at first, right? People are like, well, and, and this is one of the things that we find all the time, Scott, is even within our in, in our higher end mastermind and our Empire Club community of people that are having success with this, a lot of times they stop, they stop spinning the flywheel, right? They'll have some success. But then they're also having success on the OTAs because everything we're doing is built to maximize on any platform you're on. And like we said, it's easier to get business on the OTA. So if you maximize on there, sometimes you don't even have availability to do the paid ads. And so it's a good problem to have. But we always say, don't stop turning that flywheel because you give yourself options by having a list of, of people that are interested in your property that are top of mind. Even if you don't have a ton of availability, there's a lot of value in being able to communicate with people about your property should anything ever happen on the OTAs. Which you've told that story before, the COVID story with one of your properties. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. It's incredible. It's, it saved us. I mean, it what and I and I say saved us is what it really did was validate what we were trying to, what we were doing, right? We like those of you that are listening that don't know that story. When we were, you know, I've been in the short-term rental game. I bought my first one back in 2006. We got really involved in this really full-time in 2015. And so way before COVID and I was doing and employing these strategies before COVID happened. And we were building our list and we were, we had people that we were talking to with our maximizer sites and we're, we're communicating with them, all these things that we're talking to you about. And then all of a sudden in March of 2020, COVID hits and everything shuts down. And if you were in the Airbnb game, Verbo game, and you had your properties listed on those platforms, what happened is they immediately refunded every booking. It didn't matter if you had a strict cancellation policy. It didn't matter anything. They said, okay, across the platform, we're refunding everybody's money, the guest money, and we're canceling all bookings. Nobody can, nobody can book. We're sending everybody's money out. Well, there were a lot of hosts that were in a real pickle at that time. I mean, there was a lot of markets right into spring break. It was a busy time of year for them. And they lost all this revenue and they couldn't book on those on those OTAs. Well, at that time, same thing happened to us. And we had to refund a whole bunch of, of business on the OTAs. But we had this property that we, down, the one down in St. George that you were talking about. And I only had 80 people on my list back then. Because back then we were generating maybe one or two people every couple of weeks, right? I had 80 people that we were communicating with. We sent an email out to those 80 people and said, hey, COVID just happened. We don't know what's going on, but this area, we're open for business. If you're looking for a staycation, you're looking to get away and you're avoid the lockdowns, 
come visit us. We're wide open. There's no restrictions down here in St. George. So come and come and enjoy the desert and kind of distance and get away from people. And we sent an email out and immediately we booked out the next month, like overnight. And we're like, holy crap, this is a big deal because now when everybody else was panicking and then we, we could talk to our list and we booked out our property. Now, luckily that only lasted two weeks. So for us, we, we were like, oh, this is awesome because we planned ahead, right? We were, were, we were building our list for the past year. We were doing all these different things that we talk about, you know, spinning that flywheel. When we needed to tap into it, we were able to. And so we were able to get our revenue right back. Luckily, the OTAs opened up about two weeks later. And, and you know, the rest is history with what happened, how COVID, at, you know, just act, absolutely accelerated the short-term rental game. But at the time, when it happened, there was people hitting the panic buttons all over saying this, the, the hospitality game's done short-term rentals. You are all going to foreclose on our properties because you can't book them anymore. Like it was a panic, right? And looking back, it was, you know, it was a panic for two weeks. And then all of a sudden everybody's calendars filled right back up and they, everybody made more money than they've ever made for for a couple of years. But it was back then it really validated why we do this because if sh something happens, but and maybe not, something doesn't ever happen, but you give yourself the option to book direct and have your own customer base because now you have a really valuable asset as well. Well, that's the funny thing, Sean. The members that really embrace this and get good at it, they start it for whatever reason. They, they want a little bit more control. They want a few more bookings, whatever it is. And they honestly start to keep doing it, not just because of the feeling of control, but because it's easy and it, it's fun. Like it, that's it is. a shocking thing. It's, it's kind of fun. Right? They, it is fun. Yeah. We, we love marketing, right? People love to talk about marketing. We love bookings. And, and if we can generate that ourselves, it's like this sense of accomplishment. It's like, oh, that's sweet. You know, it's fun to get your, when somebody books on the OTAs, but you know, and you're like, yes, somebody wants my property. When you actually are, when you actually have a hand in, in, you know, curating it from start to finish, it's, it is fun. And, um, you know, when we talk about the eight to one return on ad spend, talk to, talk a little bit about, because one of the things that we, here all the time is, well, why don't you, I mean, if that's the case, why don't you just do that? Why don't you just, why, why don't you just, I mean, if you're getting one eight to one return on ad spend, why don't you spend a thousand dollars and get, you know, instead of, because we tell people spend 10 to $15 a day, right? Why wouldn't you just scale that? Yeah. I always joke with people that our skills are so underutilized because we're damn good marketers for a very small product that you can only sell 365 days of a year at most. And that's really the reason why. I mean, I ask that question every day, like I wish we could scale up ad spend and it really just doesn't make sense, which is really good news for you as an owner. If you've only got to spend five to $15 a day and you can run that all year and keep your ads in KPI and just have some conversations here and there, that is ideal. Unfortunately, we can't scale it because we don't have unlimited inventory. We have a very limited number of stays that we can offer, right? And so it's a fine line. You want to keep more marketing going than you have openings because you want to build that list for next year and you want to eventually be able to get away from the OTA sites if, to your point, if the next scare is not COVID, if the next scare is Airbnb doing something crazy to owners or like tripling their rates or whatever they're not going to do, right? Yeah. You want to be in a position to be okay with that. And so the reason, the only reason that we can't scale it up is people run out of availability and we don't want to spend a whole bunch of money to get leads and have to turn so many people away. Yeah. And you're just leaving money on the table, right? And that's a that's exactly why, right? You you mentioned 365 days is the only, I mean, that's how much inventory you have in a year. Most people, most markets the lead times in, in bookings are shortening significantly ever since COVID because, you know, people don't, you're not planning out these big, long, you know, in, in advance, a lot of times, unless it's a big property, but most markets, your average lead time is 
40, 45 days. And so really you only have 45 days of inventory to sell. And so you're exactly right. It, that should not be intimidating at all for somebody to say, that's all I have to book. So I don't have to have this huge ad spend because, you know, even, you know, your, your inventory of what you can sell is so limited that you just, you know, if you, if you spend more money, you're, you know, it's a diminishing return, right? You're, you're not going to get that same return on ad spend because you just, you know, you're spending money for, for, you know, inquiries and eyeballs for a calendar space that you frankly don't have available to sell. You know, it's like, it's like running an ad for, you know, for a car that you don't have a car to sell, right? You're like, okay, well, you spent the money on the ad. People called you and they want to buy the car, but you don't even have a car to sell. Yeah. It's the hardest thing. It just, it's a little bit slow. It's a little bit easy, honestly. So owners have to just be patient with it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And and so, yeah, as we talk about this, you and I talk about this all the time. And and I think that the key point, the key takeaways that I, that I hope people are, are hearing and, and add some, if you will, you know, if I, if I forget any, but in the beginning, make sure that you have the right offer, make sure that you've got the right marketing assets to articulate that offer and understand what you're selling is an experience, not real estate, right? That is going to do 90% of the heavy lifting when it comes to actually marketing. And then make sure you test that on the OTAs so that you, you people are taking it and you know that the marketplace, at least a very intentional marketplace is willing to book it. Then consider going and building out that direct booking site that is built specifically to start conversations, not to, you know, we call them direct booking sites. The ultimate goal is to get a booking, but the site itself should be a single property website that is built to start conversations. And so understand what it takes to start a conversation. And then when you do start a conversation, understand how that conversation should go, right? Make sure that it's all about value in the beginning, that you're giving them things that they're interested in so that they don't ignore you down the line. And then it's a very soft sell of, hey, here's some really fun things going on in the area. And then, oh, by the way, at the end of the newsletter, it's we've got this great property. If you're If you're coming in the area, we'd love to host you. Right. And so understand how that communication goes and then understand on the budgeting and the targeting and everything else, how that works to go get somebody to raise their hand and then just continue to add a little bit of money every single day into it to where it keeps going. Because when that flywheel starts spinning, you know, like in, like anything, that snowball begins and, and it snowballs out of control and, and it doesn't it's hard to stop it. And so once you get it all going and it's working, don't stop and don't try to add too much to it and don't stop it because you're like, well, I'm already successful. I'm already doing really well on the OTAs. I don't need this. It's really important to run down both roads parallel. Absolutely. The only thing I'd really add to that is just, well, two things. Don't get overwhelmed and don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, what Sean just yes. described the last 90 seconds of you talking, you can hear it one of two ways. You can hear it as like, wow, that's a ton of stuff. That's really intimidating. I don't think I can do it. Or you can hear it as like, wow, that's a lot. Sounds easy, right? Neither are accurate. Um, just like every other stage of what we do at Vodacy, you can make it sound really easy and you can make it sound really complicated. The truth is somewhere in the middle, but that's why you use the unfair advantages of Odyssey. Like if you were to go learn marketing and try to learn how to build your own funnels and write your own copy and take the right photos, you could do it, no doubt. But it's going to, I mean, took me 10 years, took you probably that much, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can just use ours. Like you can save probably at least 50 hours building a website by literally just having ours built for you and adding pictures and photos and doing it right. And so don't reinvent the wheel and also don't get overwhelmed. Like all the stuff we talked about today, whatever it is when you're listening, there's one thing you can do right now. If that's get better photos, go do that. And then you'll feel energized to do the next thing. And before you know it, you're running Facebook ads that work, but no reason to get overwhelmed and no reason to reinvent the wheel at all. 
Right. And because the resources are there, there's people that have been down the road before you and they're, you know, and, and you know, go to bodicey.com. We've got resources in there. We, we talk about marketing. We've got ways to get a, a hold of our team. We've got our book in there that talks about the whole strategy. Right. And so lots of resources there to go check out that you don't have to reinvent. And I, I think that's right. It's somewhere we hear things of way. It's really, it's really, really hard. I don't think I can do it. Or man, that sounds super easy. I can go do it on my own. Right. And you're right. It's somewhere in the middle. It's like, okay, it, you know, it is a fairly simple process. Doesn't mean it's an easy process, right? I'll say that all the time. Don't confuse simple with easy because they're different. Those are two different words. And so, yeah, awesome, Scott. Uh, any, anything else you want to add as uh, as words of advice? Because we we don't, I mean, we don't get you from your van very often. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, at least on camera. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, one thing, just because you won't say it, you can't say it. Folks that are listening that have listened to your podcast before that maybe haven't talked to us. I know there's a whole feeling of like, well, I don't want to jump on because maybe I'm not ready yet. Or is it going to be a sales call? I'm not ready to buy right now. I don't know if I want to invest in a program, right? Like one thing that you'll understand with anyone on the team, if you actually get with them face to face, or if you actually get on a call with them is, is Sean has built a company where we're very invested in just helping people, period. And so if you're like leery of jumping on the phone, like, hey, I have a property, I'm kind of embarrassed, it's not doing well, I, I want somebody to look at it, but I don't want to be that guy that just asks for help for free, you ought to book a call. Um, it, it's not going to be a pressure situation, and you'll be shocked, I think, but any, every, any team member on Bodicey's side can really help you. And that's our goal. If helping you ends up, you work with us, and we help you skyrocket it, and you're one of our case studies, awesome. But if helping you is literally just helping you move the needle one thing, we really would want to do it. And that's the kind of company Sean's built. So don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that, Scott. You're right. I don't I don't typically uh, typically say that, but that is what we try to do here at Odyssey. We want you to walk into it with your eyes wide open. We, this is a game that we love, and we see how life-changing can be for so many people. We're so pri privileged to be a part of so many people's journey, and a lot of those journeys aren't our paid members, right? We get a chance to talk to a lot of people and you will be shocked if you, you know, if you feel like, Hey, I just need to get some, some questions answered to figure out what, what that next step forward really looks like. Because what's most important to us here at Odyssey is we help people get out of being comfortable sitting on the sidelines, right? We want you to feel like, okay, I, there, there is a path. There are answers to questions. I can move this needle forward. And maybe I don't want to jump in the deep end right now. Maybe you do. And, and there, there's a place for everybody, right? And so book a call, go to vodacy.com. You guys can check it out. So Scott, I appreciate you joining us, my man. It's always fun to, uh, for you and I to, just, I mean, we do this every day, but we, it's fun to, it's fun to chat a little bit about this, um, where everybody else can listen in. Those of you that are listening, we know how valuable your time is. We very much appreciate you spending it with us. And we know um, I always ask you two things at the end of every episode is if you did get value out of this and you think maybe somebody else would get some value, share it with somebody. If, uh, you know, we, we love to grow our audience and, and help more people dive into this game with their eyes wide open. If you have 30 seconds, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening. If you have more than 30 seconds, write a review. That was really helpful and uh, helps us get the message out and spread the show and get more views and shows and listens and everything else in between. And the most important thing I ask you every single time at the end of every episode is to go pick one thing. It's a challenge of picking one thing every single day that you can do to build that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! 
For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.